1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie It's Thursday. It's December 22nd. It is 2022. Thursday, football. Yes, they go together. Not just because of Thursday Night Football, but we're here to break down the Week 16 NFL main slate, which is on Christmas Eve, Saturday this week. I'm joined today by my buddy, Keith Eister. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening,
2: my friend? Yeah, not too much. Excited to break down a little football here. We've got a, a weird week with the holiday coming up. the uh, Saturday main slate, but should be should be lots of fun. We've got weather everywhere. It feels like cold, everywhere. cold yeah. across the country. Um, I believe Roth said on CrunchTime um, it was Wednesday night. I guess that this is the worst um, week of NFL weather that that he's seen since he started doing this. So be very interesting. Um, Couple of dome games that probably stand out a little bit, and really cold weather everywhere else.
1: This is just one of those weeks where you open up the slate and you're like, "Jalen Hurts, please, please, for the love of God, be okay. Like, let this shoulder thing just be okay. I, I mean, it changes the slate so much if Hurts plays, and because th- that that Dallas game becomes it just becomes the game i mean it's indoors we don't we have (laughs) weather is bad everywhere like you just said like you know we talk about it from time to time but like this week i i like had to make sure that i had the weather report up that way i can just mention what we're looking at at each game because it's just going to be so crazy um so i don't usually like let weather like dictate a lot of decisions that I make in football because I feel like workhorse guys are still going to be workhorse guys in most situations. But this week might be a little different. Um, some of these games, especially that Cleveland game, I don't know, man. So, um, we'll talk about it as we're going, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like even the Jets game for Thursday Night Football, um, it's going to be like ugly that like it's like in the 40s with rain with 15 mile an hour winds like, yeah, I, I don't know. So, but we don't have to worry about that. We're here to talk about the main slate Saturday main slate. Like I mentioned, we get started with Houston at Tennessee, 35 and a half total. Yes, 35 and a half. That's going to be a common theme here. Totals under 40 Tennessee minus three and a half in this game. Cold, not a lot of wind, not a lot of rain or snow. Cold. So, Kevin Roth has this as yellow. This is like green. Okay, it's just going to be cold. <laughs> Whatever. Um, like, like all, all joking aside. Like, I, I'm actually kind of serious um, because of some how bad some of these games are. But anyway, let's start here with the Houston side of this game. Um, I, one thing to kind of note going in is we have eight one o'clock games and only two four o'clock games this week um so just want to throw that out there we'll start with the the houston side um yeah i mean pierce out collins and and more kind of banged up still um i did see something that like brandon cooks back to full practice on wednesday and he's expected to play this week uh what are your thoughts here on the houston side
2: Yeah, tough spot here for for the Houston offense. They've been doing the the quarterback by committee type of thing. Driscoll and Mills are are both getting snaps. Um, Tennessee has a really good run defense. You mentioned Pierce out. Um, It makes targeting the running backs pretty difficult. Um, Kind of a split backfield here, too, with what they have left. Um, They're all cheap, but I don't know that anyone is standing out enough to where I want to target them against a really good Tennessee run defense. So Freeman, we saw get the majority of the work last week. Um, but I don't have any interest in like the main back here. I feel like Houston's going to be playing from behind. I want the guy that has the pass catching role. Agoomba Wale has shown to have like, he didn't have any targets last week, which was very surprising. Like he's shown an ability to catch passes out of the backfield in the, in the past. Um, so maybe Burkhead is the guy just because of what we saw last week. But I think whoever has that pass-catching role of the running backs is interesting. You look at the wide receivers, um, it depends, again, on, what the, on who suits up here. Like if Cooks makes it back, he's 4,900. I could see that. Um, Chris Moore is a guy we saw get a bunch of targets two weeks ago. And then, kind of, he got a bunch of targets again last week, but kind of disappointed. Um, didn't have as big of a week. I, I'm, I'm interested here, um, but it's, it's kind of passing interest. It's going to be more on the other side of of really Derrick Henry. On the other side is is who we want to play. I don't know. What are your thoughts here on on Houston? I, I they're all cheap. I have some interest, but not not a ton of interest here. We're
1: all going to play Derrick Henry this week. We all should play yeah. Derrick Henry this week. Like, he's going to run all over this defense. Uh, You mentioned it. I mean, Tennessee has the number one run defense in the NFL. They're first in DVOA. They allow the second fewest running yards per game. I mean, this is not a spot where this running back by committee is going to work. I think, like, the pass catching back maybe 10-game slate, a lot of options at running back this week. Um, So, for me, on the Houston side, Brandon Cooks is 4,900. I mean... We know that, like, he has big playability. He hasn't shown it a ton this year, but he has big playability. And I think at the end of the day, maybe we just pay $4,900 for him and, you know, take some shots there. I want Nico Collins to come back. I mean, he didn't practice. This is a guy that was clicking with Mills, and I thought, like, there was some serious upside, and then he got hurt too. Um, So – Chris Moore, I mean, he didn't do terrible last week. We all wanted more. Yeah, we, we wanted more. But, I mean, he got the targets. He just didn't have a good game. He had one huge catch, and if he didn't have that big catch, I mean, he would have really crushed us. So, I like Cooks at 4,900, and that's really it. I don't think you can trust Jordan Aikens. You know, Jordan is getting some, you know, work as well. They're not really like locking in Aikens for all the routes and snaps. So, and Tegan actually ran more routes last week than Akins and Jordan. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I just, Quantorio, yeah, like I, I just can't do the tight end situation. I think it's going to be Brandon Cooks for me. And that's like, just because I don't want to run like 100% Henry Tennessee defense, but I, I like, Henry and the Tennessee defense a lot in this game. So let's go over to them. Um, I mean, yeah, like looking at this spot, Tannehill's banged up, did not practice, dealing with the ankle. They're going to give Derrick Henry 30 touches in this game. I mean, and he's going to run it down the throats. I looked everywhere for a Derrick Henry, like rushing prop because that was going to be my like player prop. And I can't find it anywhere. No book has it open yet. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm really keeping it simple with Tennessee. Uh, I'm playing Henry. I'm playing the defense and I might play some Chig Okonwu, um, just because like he is legit like wide receiver, maybe two right now with Burks banged up. So, uh, he is in play. I don't like him as much if Tannehill sits, it really would just be Henry and the Tennessee defense If, if we get news that Tannehill's not going to play.
2: Yeah, I mean H- Henry is the best play on the slate. A fantastic spot here against Houston's bottom ranked run defense. Um like his role has been amazing. He's getting more passing work this year um than he has in years past. But this is really all about the matchup. Um just a, a fantastic spot for Henry. I, I kind of feel like Tannehill's sitting here and we're going to get Willis at quarterback. We saw this earlier in, in the year, and Henry got a ton of carries in those games when, when Willis was the quarterback. So not only um, is it a great matchup, but he should just be in for a massive workload here. Um, Henry is my favorite play on the slate, as he will be a lot of people's. Agree with your um, Chigakonquo call. Dude's been really good. Um, he's, he's clearly past Hooper. Um, and while Traylon Burks has been out, he's been getting a ton of work. Uh, looks really good out there. Very athletic guy. Um, certainly don't mind that. Probably want Tannehill. I don't mind shots there, even if, if Willis is in. Um, just very concerned about the volume if it's Willis at quarterback. Um, but Oconco looks good. That, that's really about it. it. It's Derek Henry. He's a story here. Tennessee defense, like you mentioned, in play for sure, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, we talked about Henry against Houston earlier this year. Did he run for 215 or something like that? Um, Just, I mean, they couldn't stop him. Yeah, so so Willis, like, just really quick. Like, Willis, if he does start, like, his high when he started against Kansas City, I think it was like 16 16 throws. I just don't think you could play anybody in the passing game if he starts.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, moving on. We got the Giants. At Minnesota, 47 and a half total. Minnesota a three and a half point favorite in this game. Um, Keith, this is my favorite game of the weekend right now. Assuming that Jalen Hurts is not going to play. Um, I mean, I'm going in the mindset that Jalen Hurts is not going to play right now. And uh, how do you not love this game? With all the weather that we have across the, the the games this weekend, here we are. We're circling this Giants-Minnesota game. I mean, both of these defenses are trash. This game's indoors. Like, tell me if I'm crazy here, but I circled this game and I'm going to be playing it. Like, I'm going to have exposure to this game probably on every team that I build this weekend.
2: Yeah, I, I think you kind of have to. Um, this and and the Dallas game are the two indoor games that aren't aren't dealing with any weather. Um, where everything else, you're you've got freezing temperatures, winds, precipitation in a lot of places. Just, it's a, a really ugly week for weather everywhere else except for these two indoor games. Um like fast paced Minnesota team here helps the Giants out. Um, Daniel Jones has some rushing ability. Uh just being indoors alone like that that puts Jones in play. I think Barkley's is a fine play. We've seen his production fall off a little bit here recently. Uh but he's st- he's still getting a ton of work. Very clearly a, a lead back involved in the passing game, so Plenty fine with paying up for Barkley, um, and I'm fine going to some of these wide receivers as well. It's been a, a difficult to figure out the Giants' receiving core at times, but Slayton has feels like he's taking taking the step as the lead guy here. Price tag at 5200 is totally fine for an indoor game. Um, Richie James, I think, is interesting, uh, and and Isaiah Hodgins has has really played well here recently as well. You're, you're going to want exposure all over the place, whether it's passing game or or Saquon Barkley. Um, definitely have tons of interest here just because of the indoor nature of the game and not dealing with the elements.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you nailed it, right? Like Slayton, I think, is the number one guy. He's playing the most snaps. He's running the most routes almost every single week. Love the Hodgson's call. I think that both him and James for this slate in particular are both underpriced. Um, you know, if we had 10 indoor games, they're probably not underpriced. But with the weather that we have this weekend, I think both of these guys are underpriced. I don't think I really trust Daniel Bellinger. I know that he's a cheap tight end indoors, but we got Hawkinson on the other side of this game. He's one of the top tight ends, if not the top tight end on the slate, um, depending on like the Kansas City game. But I mean, even like the Kansas City game, I mean, single digits weather. <laughs> Just gonna, uh, it, it's in Kansas City. Uh, I mean, so yeah, for me, I like Jones a lot. I think Jones is like cash game playable or main lineup. I, I call it main lineups because I don't te- te- typically play a ton of money in cash. Um, so I think Jones is like playable in that format. I think Cousins is too, you know, going to the Minnesota side of this game. My only concern about Cousins is Dalvin Cook could run all over this defense if they give him the opportunity. Uh, this Giants defense is not good against stopping the run. They allow a ton of running yards per game. I think it's his third most in the NFL, at like 150 per game. So, Dalvin Cook could just absolutely go bonkers in this game. But so could Cousins. So could Jefferson. So could Hawkinson. Um, Thielen is just not a guy that I typically will take shots on. Um, I lean more to taking shots on like KJ Osborne more than Thielen right now. I think he has a higher ceiling. But love Jefferson, love Cousins, love Hawkinson. Like Hawkinson might be the first guy in most lineups that I build this weekend.
2: Yeah, tons of interest all over this Minnesota team, just like the other side of of the Giants. Um, Love Dalvin Cook, great spot for him. Um, The wide receivers, Jefferson's probably the top wide receiver on the slate. Agree with the Osborne call. We saw him just explode um i believe that was a saturday game and it was the first was it the first game of the day on saturday and you kind of just had to have kj osborne with what he did 16 targets for 157 yards caught a touchdown just an absolute eruption game from from osborne
1: that game was um, wild i turned yeah. it off i, I legitimately was, turned what, it off at half-time. nothing I it think. was 33 <laughs> nothing 33 yes. to nothing at halftime i went and did stuff with the family and legitly saw the score and tweeted out like I like I don't think people realize that I was serious when I tweeted out Minnesota actually won this game like I was 100 percent serious when I tweeted that out because I turned the game off I didn't even like go back and look and then all of a sudden is like what that really happened like I went I eventually like um went back and watched the second half of the game gosh man teams letting go of the gas pedal man um That's what happens. You deserve it. If you're going to not like, if you're not going to continue to do your offense when you're up 33 nothing and you're just going to run the ball three times and then kick it every time, you deserve to lose.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. Like we saw Zach, Zach Moss get like, I don't know, 20 something carries in the the second half. It's just wild. Like don't stop playing football just because. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's the NFL. Like you can't be afraid to hurt someone's feeling when you are throwing up 33 nothing. Sorry. It's the NFL. Like, did you not watch the Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Falcons? Like, I don't know. Uh, like, uh, I, I don't get it, man. I, I just don't get it. When, like, I get you don't want to like turn the ball over, and I get you want to run the clock down, and I understand that. But if your offense is up thirty three nothing and it's rolling like it is, just keep doing what's working. <laughs> like, get up forty five nothing, and in the fourth quarter, take your guys out. Like, I don't know. 'Cause they didn't even take their guys out. Like they didn't even like it wasn't even oh, we're gonna rest our guys. Jonathan Taylor had gotten hurt. Keep doing what's working, like they couldn't stop Pittman, keep giving them the ball. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Ran over.
2: <laughs> no, you I
1: deserve to lose.
2: Agree with you. Um, that's that's pretty much all I have to say on Minnesota. I mean, one of the best spots on the week. Indoors. Love both the running game and the passing game here. Um Jefferson, one of the best plays on the entire slate. Love Delvin Cook, love Hawkinson, Thielen and Osborne. You can sprinkle in as well. Just get some exposure to this game for sure.
1: It's not even like you can get contrarian and take a defense in this game because both defenses are so terrible that they could potentially score like a defensive touchdown and still not get double digit points. Like that's how bad these defenses are. Both of these offenses have skill players that can move the ball. Um so Yeah. I love Hawkinson, Jefferson. I like Cook. I think like you could potentially be different playing like Cousins, Cook, Hawkinson and hope that Jefferson just doesn't have like a two touchdown game. But I I think most of your stacks are going to be like Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson and then running it back with like the cheaper wide receivers for the Giants um, or Saquon. So the, the good thing is, like Saquon and Dalvin are both under 8K in this game, so you know it's doable to to really stack this game four or five players and get a lot of the skill players, and just hope that hope that we see a lot of thirty point games and this game gets into the fifties. So that's how I'm going to kind of approach um, the slate in general. I mean, we're looking like this next game. Here we go: New Orleans at Cleveland, 32 and a half total. Cleveland's a two and a half point favorite in this game. Looking at the weather for this one, it's awful. Snowing early, snowing in the game, temperatures in the teens. I mean, 20 to 40 mile an hour winds is what Roth was saying. 20 to 30 with gusts over 40. Uh, just no. Like, this game, like, you know, if you live in Cleveland and you're going to this game, kudos to you. Um, because, no, there's no way. There No way. Like, a snow game is on my bucket list but man, this one just seems just, just brutal. Um, Let's go to the new Orleans side of this game first. And usually when you have a 32 and a half total, you're like, Oh man, we could play some defenses in this game. But my only concern with the defense is do we think like either team throws the ball 20 plus times in this game? I think that's, you know, a concern about playing the defense, but talk to me here about the saints.
2: Yeah. I'm just to touch on your deep defense point there. I, I think you want to target defenses ag- against teams that are going to be throwing a ton. Um, there's just not as much opportunity for turnovers when you have teams that are, that are, I think going to play pretty conservative here, keep the ball on the ground and just try to avoid mistakes. Um, the mistakes are what, what helps you score defensive points in fantasy um, sacks, picks and, and, touchdown or, or what we're looking for. So I I agree. Like it seems like we should be jumping all over defenses here. But I just I don't know. Like the like Cleveland in particular could legitimately just run the ball the entire game. New Orleans is a little bit more interesting to me. Um I just it feels like they're not comfortable handing the ball to Kamara 25 times. Um Ingram still out, so I don't know. Like, Kamara burned everybody last week as as major chalk. Didn't quite get not everybody, buddy. <laughs> I faded it. Are you off of him? Good job. Um, Didn't really yeah, matter. It just, it, they're, like, his role, he doesn't have the passing game role that we expected him to have. And he's just, he's not a guy that's going to carry it 25 times. So, I struggle with Kamara. Um, he's certainly in play here. Like, the Cleveland run defense hasn't been anything to be afraid of. The weather certainly makes this lean like a, a run-heavy game script, but I just don't know if we can trust Kamara. So it's a tough spot. Um, I'm certainly not playing David Johnson or or anybody else here. It's it's Kamara. I'm not interested in, in the pass catching really just because of the weather. I will say Rashid Shahid is really cheap, but he's kind of gotten there through like one, deep, one long play every single week, right? So this is a really tough spot with, freezing temperatures and high winds. It's hard seeing a path to him, him catching a long one in this this one. So that's tough. I don't mind Johnson at 3,800 as the guy who might be able to catch some stuff over the middle. um, Just some short, short targets. If he finds the end zone at 3,800, he could be useful. But yeah, it's a tough game. An extremely low total. I'm not, I'm having a hard time trusting Kamara here. Do you know,
1: one of, the, one of the things that I'm going to be doing this week on FanDuel, can't really do this on DraftKings, but I'm going to be playing some Taysom Hill at tight end. Um He's 6,500. Love that. This dude legitimately might run the ball 10-plus times this week. Um yeah. And the goal-line type of work that he's capable of if they get into that kind of situation, I mean, I just don't see any team like fourth and two on the 30, you're not kicking a field goal in this game. So, I mean – this just screams Taysom Hill game. It, that that like I was I was doing my due diligence before the podcast like I do every single week and I'm just sitting here going with this weather and the everything like is this not just like the perfect Taysom Hill week? So, I'm going to play some Taysom Hill on FanDuel. I don't think you can waste a quarterback spot on DraftKings. He is super cheap at 4800. But you're paying just a little bit more for like Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins, and you know what you're going to get. I think on FanDuel, tournament-wise, you could take some shots. Um, You know, this guy has a three-touchdown game already this season. I think the ceiling is there. I think this is the perfect type of game for him just to have a game. Um, I'm off of Camara again. I just don't trust it. I, I said it last week when we did the podcast. I know the spot was amazing. I talked about in the expert survey how I just didn't trust it and I was going to be underweight. And yeah, I mean, I just, I, we're not getting the nine targets out of the backfield anymore. It, like that is where it's like, we talked about with Christian McCaffrey when he got traded. He wasn't getting the targets with, um, was it more healthy? Yep. And Elijah Moore, right? No. Yep. Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell.
2: Mitchell yeah. 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 Mitchell.
1: So when Mitchell was healthy, like we weren't seeing Christian McCaffrey be Christian McCaffrey. Well, look at the last few weeks eight, three, 10, six, seven. So I'm just off of Kamara right now. I, I think he's extremely talented. I think he could have a big game. I just don't think it's this week. I think that we see a really low scoring game. I really think on FanDuel you could take some shots on Taysom Hill. Um, Cleveland side, this is where it gets really interesting because if Nick Chubb doesn't play with this foot injury, or like even if he's somewhat questionable and this foot injury is really a thing, do we think Kareem Hunt or do we think Dearness Johnson is going to be like the lead back um, in this one? Like if we think it's going to be Kareem Hunt at 4,900. I think we have to have some interest in him.
2: Yeah, I mean, if Chubb goes, he's very much in play. He could literally get 25-plus carries in this spot um, unless he's banged up. And if he's banged up, I have a ton of interest in both of the backups. Um, I don't think (coughs) – excuse me. um, Kareem Hunt, like if Chubb is out, I don't think they give even like 80% of the work to Kareem Hunt. Dearness Johnson would absolutely be involved in that scenario. Um, but they're both cheap enough. You can take shots on either of them. I legitimately think Cleveland could end up with like 40 rushing attempts in this spot. Um, I don't know that they're going to be able to have any success against a tough New Orleans defense, but Deshaun Watson hasn't looked great. Like the, the passing offense hasn't looked great in much better spots than this in previous weeks. Um, now you add the the weather, the wind, the cold into this. And I just I don't see any way that Cleveland has success through the air here. Um, they're a team that wants to run the ball in general anyway. So depending on, on how the injury shakes out with Chubb, um, if he suits up, play some Nick Chubb. If he is out, I'll I'll be playing some Hunt and some some Johnson. I think Hunt, like my best guess at that if Chubb is out is that it's like a 60-40 Hunt Johnson type of situation. Um, and for 4K, I'm certainly in on 40% of the carries. For Johnson, 60% of the carries at 4,900 Green hunt. So all three of these guys are in play depending on, on how the injury shakes out.
1: I think Chubb plays as of right now. Everything – oh, excuse me. Everything that I read before um, we got started seems like they're optimistic. I don't think i play a lot of Chubb if he does play. I, I mean – He's seventy seven hundred. It's a tough matchup. They're going to be able to hone in on the run. I just, I mean, this game kind of stinks. I mean, if it really, like, if the weather, yeah, if the weather doesn't change, I mean, I just don't see really being overweight on this game. Uh, As far as the defenses are concerned, I would play the Saints defense more than I would play the Cleveland defense, just because you're getting them at twenty eight instead of thirty eight hundred. So, it's not really saying much, though. Buffalo at Chicago, 40 and a half total in this one. Buffalo, eight and a half point favorites. Again, ugly weather. Um, Winds are going to be bad. It's going to be 20 to 25 mile an hour winds with gusts in the 35 to 40 range. It doesn't sound like we're going to see snow or rain. It's just going to be super windy um, and really cold. So who knows what we're going to be looking at here. I mean, we just watched Buffalo play a snow game in really cold weather against Miami, but. I mean, cold weather, it doesn't – like, Roth has this one as orange, but again, this is more of like a – just a windy situation where not a lot of, like, snow or something. So, maybe we could get a little contrarian in this game because of how bad the Bills' defense – or the Bears' defense is. So, talk to me here. What do you like for Buffalo?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the Buffalo side here despite, despite the weather. Um, we've seen Allen have success in the cold – many times before. The problem is he's 8,500. Um, so the, the price tag combined with the wind is a little bit difficult, but this is a, a, an excellent spot for Allen. Um, digs is really priced up too. So that's how you want to play obviously is Allen to digs, but it's really pricey to do so. I think there's some value you can make that work. Um, just the weather limits the upside a little bit. And at these, these prices, it's, it's tough to see that working out but I will still take some shots on it, I think. Um, you can add Dawson Knox into that as well. Saw him have a pretty good game last week, eight targets, caught a touchdown pass, um, almost had 100 yards. So I like Knox in this spot. The they, the Bills don't typically run enough where I just I generally just X out all the Bills running. But I think because of the weather, we can take some shots here. Because of how bad the the Chicago defense is, you can take some shots here as well. Yeah. Um, it still seems like Singletary has a hold on the job. His price has come down far enough to where I think you can certainly take shots here. Fifty four hundred. You're not saving that much by going to James Cook forty nine hundred, but I don't hate that either. Um, certainly could be in play. It, it's definitely, I think, going to be a three running back, like a running back in the flex type of week for me, just because of all this weather. We're going to see teams lean a lot more run heavy than they than they typically would, and Buffalo is certainly one of those. Um, but this matchup against the Chicago defense, I want a couple of shots on the passing game too.
1: Yeah. Singletary is cheap enough where you could definitely take some shots. Um, You're you're only concerned when you're playing Singletary is like Josh Allen gets all the goal line work and you get crushed that way. So, I mean, Allen, I want to see like Friday night, Saturday morning, what kind of ownership we're potentially looking at on him. Um, If Josh Allen's going to be low owned. For, like, you have to have some shots on him at that point. So, um, it's Wednesday night. We don't have projected ownership up for the week yet. But I mean, as of right now, like, Josh Allen still projects as, like, the second highest raw points quarterback on the slate. And I mean, it's Chicago going to the other side of this game. How do you not like Justin Fields in this game? He ran the ball 15 times last week against Philadelphia. I think that's all we needed to see. The shoulder must be fine. Um, In a windy, cold game, you could play him by himself. I don't want anything to do with anything else in this offense. Um, I trust nothing else. Maybe Montgomery, but I don't even trust that. I think it's Fields. Maybe Komet, but it's really just Fields for me, and it's really just trying to get some rushing touchdown and a 100-yard rushing game from a guy in crappy weather and a tough matchup.
2: Yeah. So I was talking down on fields a little bit, um, on the podcast last week and, and you were like trying to talk me into it by the time. He, we didn't, Sunday rolled you, around,
1: he didn't have, no, like, a I, I played, I played a
2: bunch of fields last week. Actually. I, I came around to it. Like the time off, they, they had the bye week I was like, he's fine. Or, or they, he wouldn't be out there. Right. They're playing for nothing. If the shoulder wasn't fine, he wouldn't be out there. So, we, we have no concerns now whatsoever about the shoulder. Um, in fact, he's now going after – like, he's 206 yards, I think it is, away from Lamar Jackson's single-season rushing record for a quarterback, and Fields has made comments about wanting to get that. Um, that means he needs to average like 75 yards, I think it is, for the over the next three games to break that record. I think it to be all so as far as Justin Fields running – and we talk about these long touchdowns that he keeps running for and can he keep doing that well he almost did it again it was just an incredible run down the sideline like broke a sack in the pocket broke the the run down the sideline and just happened to step out of bounds right before he made one more move to get into the end zone but like he just has incredible upside due to that that rushing floor that he brings I don't see any way they move the ball through the air here. It's all about Justin Fields on the ground. I don't mind some shots on David Montgomery. I think 6,500 is a fair price tag, but Fields is, is really the guy that I want here. And it, I think the Fields dig stack it's actually kind of interesting. Um, and you could even throw a Knox or a Singletary in there with that to get exposure to this game, but just saving the money going down from Allen and getting the, the rushing upside with Fields. But pieces of the, the Buffalo passing game, I think is a really interesting way to play this.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a guy with eight rushing touchdowns on the season. Um He's going to be my favorite quarterback next week. Just go ahead and write that down. Like getting Detroit in Detroit next week. Just know yeah. Um, Justin Fields, if he's healthy going into next week, we're going to talk about him a lot next week, but fields by himself, I think is how I'm looking at it. I like the run back with like a Knox or a digs. Um, Dawson Knox at like 4,100 if you want to potentially pivot off of Hawkinson even might be a week that we could play like two of these cheaper tight ends like in the flex. Um, yeah, it's a weird week. Tight yep. ends might crush in these type of conditions too. I like that Real call. Short throws. Yep. Seattle at Kansas City, 48 and a half total. Kansas City a 10-point favorite. Um just cold i mean 10 degrees like single digit weather little bit of wind no real rain or anything this is really like a week 16 week 17 december kansas city game i mean i don't really like downgrade this game as much i mean with technology the way that it is with everything like especially with like cold and like what you can wear and what like is on the sidelines i mean With the adrenaline going, you're not freezing. I mean, it's cold, but you're not freezing out there. Hits just hurt more. So I think this game is great. Um, With Lockett out, I mean, we know where the production's going in this game. Really want to see if Kenneth Walker is going to play or not. Like, he didn't practice again Wednesday with the ankle. If he's out, I mean, that could potentially open up some stuff here. But the guy that I really, really, really hope and plays is Noah Fant. I think he has the potential for a really large role this week um, at 3,400. With Lockett out, um, Goodwin kind of banged up too. I think he'll be okay. But, I mean, DK Metcalf, he's going to get 10-plus targets in this game. So talk to me here about Seattle.
2: Yeah, I have a lot of interest in, in Seattle. Yeah. Um... It's it's cold, but it, we don't have like the snow or the wind factor in this game that we do in some of the others. Um, I think Kenneth Walker is a fantastic play if he suits up. Uh, we've seen him break off some explosive runs this season. Kansas City doesn't have a great run defense, so great spot for Walker if he's able to suit up. If he doesn't, like it's hard to trust Homer or Dallas or Tony Jones, anyone like that. They like, Jones just
1: got released yesterday.
2: Okay, so Homer and Dallas seem like the last two standing. Um, they they use Igwebu for kick returns. Maybe he ends up in the running back mix. Um, but I like it's just hard to trust any of these other backs for Seattle. It's I really want Ken Walker to be in um, to be able to play some of him. But and I have a ton of interest in him in the spot here. And then lock it out gives me a lot of interest in, in these pass catchers as well. Metcalf is a fantastic play. Um, another guy, like deep down the field, targets are going to be difficult, um, but Metcalf can certainly catch something short and, and break off a big run after the catch. Um, similar to what we talked about with the 49ers guys over the past couple weeks. Like Metcalf just has that that big play ability. Um I'm interested in Goodwin. He's able to go as well, 4,300. Again, it's it's tough to see plays down the field here, um, but I, I, he's still in play. He's a guy I would take some shots on. Uh, we've seen them do like end around stuff and designed type gadget plays for Goodwin, so he's in play. And I absolutely love your your Noah Fant call with lock it out. I think we could see Fant line up in the slot a ton, um, and he, he's had a pretty decent role here over the last couple of weeks six targets last week um hopefully he's able to suit up i think he, he's great disley is fine but Fant is certainly the more athletic guy and and the guy that has the much bigger upside so really want Fant out there kansas city for
1: what it's worth is 25th in dvoa against the pass. geno smith is very playable this week i think that he could keep up in this game. I love Noah Fan. I really hope he plays. Um, but Goodwin, Metcalf. The running situation is interesting because of everything. Um, I mean, teams fall behind and have to throw a lot against Kansas City typically. So if Walker doesn't play, Dallas is someone that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, but I think it would be Homer, man. I
2: yeah. think
1: Homer would be the guy that you'd take some shots on in tournaments. Um, just kind of playing the... Kansas City is getting up in this game, but also Seattle throws the ball like 65% of the time, seventh most in the NFL. So this isn't the same Pete Carroll, you know, want to shove the rock down your throat type of line or coaching style anymore. they are throwing the ball a lot this year. So Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, he's used to this weather, man. I mean, when you've been a Kansas City quarterback for years now, you're used to Decembers in like Kansas City. The running back situation I mean, McKinnon has shown incredible ceiling here the last couple of weeks. Pacheco still getting rushing attempts and still running the ball very efficiently, you know, over five yards per carry and back to back games, even with like McKinnon having these big games. But I think it's Kelsey. It's Juju. It's either running back. I think you have to game script which running back you want to play. And, I mean, Pat Mahomes definitely in play. Uh, This offense is way too explosive not to have interest in Mahomes this week.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, Totally fine with Mahomes. A big price tag, but he has one of the best ceilings on the slate. Um, the, The McKinnon thing, like, he has looked really good. Like, I don't know. He's showing some juice. He's getting a ton of work in the passing game. Um, Their receiver room is getting a little bit healthier. So I do have some concerns about him potentially losing a little bit of that passing game work, but I I don't know that it's entirely game script dependent um, for McKinnon. Like I still think they're comfortable using him in early downs, even if they're, they're playing from ahead and Pacheco will certainly be involved. I just, McKinnon has the upside because of, of those receptions out of the backfield, and he's shown the ability to break off big plays here in the, the past couple of weeks as well. So, it'd be McKinnon for me over Pacheco, regardless of, of game script. Um, the The receptions just bring a much higher upside, and I should say that's draft like DraftKings specifically, where where you get the full point PR. Um, McKinnon is is just the guy I want to go to. Pacheco more in play on FanDuel, where, where touchdowns would matter a little bit more. Uh, But even, even with that said, McKinnon has been the guy finding the end zone also.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: the passing game and stacking partners are very interesting here. Like not afraid of the Seattle defense at all. Kelsey is priced way up there. It just like we talked about with, um, Allen and Diggs. Mahomes to Kelsey is an extremely expensive stack, tough to fit it in. Um, I'll, I'll try to do it as much as I can, but I don't think you're getting a ton of it this week. We've got, um, Hardman potentially returning off of IR as well, which kind of takes Tony out of play for me. Um, even MVS, like I, this, doesn't feel like an MVS game. Um, I have some interest in Hardman coming back, and Juju is is the other guy I would look to. But I am I am very interested in this in this Kansas City passing attack, as well as as playing some Jarek McKinnon, and you can include McKinnon in your stacks also.
1: Juju looks healthy the connection between him and Mahomes looks like what we talked about going into week one. The chemistry is there. Like this dude is wide receiver two. wide receiver. One is always going to be Travis Kelsey when he's healthy. Um, Juju's 5,800. He has 20 plus point upside. I think Hardman hurts MVS and Tony more than he hurts Juju and McKinnon. Um, I think Kansas city scores a lot in this game. And with a weekend that we have with weather, I think you load up on the Kansas City game um, team and run it back. I mean, there's plenty of guys, Fant, Goodwin, Metcalf, ton of runback options here on the Seattle side of this game. So good game to target. Cincinnati going into New England, 41.5 total. Cincinnati a three-point favorite. Again, cold, not a ton of wind, like 10 miles an hour. Don't think we're really going to have a ton of, like, uber concerns as far as weather in this game more just talent in this game in general um i mean i think cincinnati is a team that could potentially fly under the radar this week you know we talked in depth last week about getting some jamar chase I god he had 13 targets again he just he didn't have like a blow-up game but he had a solid game we wanted more for sure um what are your thoughts you know, coming into this week with the Cincinnati passing or Cincinnati team in general?
2: Yeah, I mean, the New England defense has played really well. So it, on paper, it's a bit of a tough spot here. But this Cincinnati offense has a ton of talent. You can certainly play Burrow and Chase Stacks against anyone, um, and I'll be doing a little bit of that here. Higgins, we saw him look healthy, and I think we can go back to trusting him now. Um, he did catch the touchdown, didn't have – the the most production, um, but the eight targets were were really encouraging to see. Um, so I'm, I'm five percent
1: of the snaps too.
2: Yeah, there you go. That I mean, that's the number right there. Like the, where you feel good, he's he's healthy. Seven um, K is a fair price for that. It, again, tough matchup, but I think this Cincinnati passing attack can win against anybody. So uh, it's Burrow to Chase is the primary one I want, but I'll I'll mix in some Higgins as well. Hurst with a chance coming back like that. That hurts Tyler Boyd. If hurts Hurst is able to make it back, I think. Um, so I'll have to wait and see on that situation and whether I want to go any deeper than chase and Higgins, the backfield. I'm probably not messing with like P Ryan has carved out a significant role in this backfield and it's, it's hurting Mixon's upside. Um, P Ryan is, is out there getting a, a good amount of work. So I'll probably stay away from Mixon, especially with this really tough new England run, run defense um, but I do like some Burrow Chase and, and Higgins.
1: I mean, he couldn't run do anything against Tampa Bay last week, and they were missing uh what is it, Vidavia? Um, he was out in that game. Yeah. Like mixing with someone that like I was like thinking about a lot last week. but um, it was a showdown game, wasn't it? I think it was a showdown game. I don't think they played Murder. on the regular slate last week. I just remember like Murder. looking way more in depth into that game. So anyway, um the New England side, I mean, they killed me last week. I was so overweight on Mac Jones last week, and gosh, he had his he had his worst game of the season. Um, I mean, gosh, he just couldn't get anything going against the Raiders last week, and it was, I had so much stuff right, but when you get so much stuff right and your quarterback scores seven points, it doesn't matter. Um, it was it was just one of those frustrating weeks. Like I said. On Monday's podcast really thankful for like fantasy props um sleeper prize pick stuff like that uh that saved uh, a really potential bad weekend but anyway um I mean New England side of this game I mean both of these defenses are solid Stevenson's now 7100 he's capable of these like monster games Myers I don't know what to think with this guy um is he healthy is he not healthy Parker, concussion, did not practice again Wednesday. If he's not practicing, it's really easy to not play him. Nelson Agler, he's started 300, coming off of a six-target game a week after getting 10 targets. Two weeks ago, week 12, he had eight targets. I think there's a role for him if Parker's out, but gosh, I don't know. I think you're just looking for a run-back option if you think Cincinnati's going to get up in this game.
2: Yeah. The, the passing game is tough here. Uh, just a, a bad spot here against Cincinnati. They've, they've been really strong all season long on defense. So I'm not playing any Mac Jones, The receivers, they're cheap. Um, but just, I don't like the spot here against Cincinnati. If I was targeting one, I think it's Aguilar. It would be the guy. Like I don't want to pay 4,800 for Jacoby Myers fine with 3,300 for Aguilar. Um, but, like you said, not a stack with Mac Jones necessarily, more of a run back type option. Hunter Henry, I think you could look at um, as a run back as well. But my, my favorite play is certainly Ramondre Stevenson, um, assuming Harris is out again. Just he has an incredible role. Um, we saw him go nuts last week, um, and that was with a very questionable. Um, his health status was extremely questionable coming into that game last week. And it, he just played right through it and, and had a, a fantastic game until kind of his boneheaded decision there at the end, which was one of the wildest things I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, Stevenson is the play for me here. Price is up, but the role the is still phenomenal as long as Harris remains out.
1: Yeah, Stevenson had a game. Yep. It got overlooked by... <laughs> whatever that was anyway moving on we got detroit at carolina 43 and a half total in this one I mean, cold not as cold as some other games but i mean with the way this week is going it definitely looks like one of the better weather games um go to the detroit side first on the road we typically like to play detroit at home but honestly both of these defenses are not great Like, Carolina defense, we want so much more from them this year, and they just really haven't shown it. Um, I mean, St. Brown continues just to kind of do his thing. I don't really think you can trust anybody else on this offense. I mean, Swift and Williams, now Jackson's getting involved more. Like, I really think that, like, if you're playing some Detroit, you're probably playing St. Brown, and that's it. You're just hoping for, like, a two-touchdown game. I don't think you – I mean, I don't think this is a week I'm playing Jared Goff. He's cheap, but I just don't see myself getting Jared Goff at 5400
2: this week. Um, what are your thoughts on Detroit? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I talked about it last week and just fading him completely. He played better than I than I expected him to actually. Um, but I I don't see the need to 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 go after him. If it was at home, it'd be a different conversation. But I just I don't think he has the upside. Um, playing outdoors in Carolina um, like so much of his production just goes to to Amonra St. Brown that you just play Amonra I don't think you have to, to worry about messing with golf if you want to take some shots on Chark or even Jamison Williams like has pl- like this guy's getting close he's getting healthier he's he's starting to see a little bit more playing time um, he he only had one target last week, but it was another one where he had he had burnt the defense. He was behind the defense, and Goff just underthrew him. Um, like they're going to take a couple of deep shots per game to this guy, and at thirty seven hundred, that's basically all you need is for him to convert that that one touchdown or whatever. So I don't hate shots on Jamison Williams, um, but it's it's St. Brown. I agree the the running back situation is too tough. Um, I want Swift to happen. The Lions clearly do not. Um, he did get a bunch of targets last week, which was nice to see. But he's he's more expensive than Jamal Williams now. So I, I probably just avoid the running back situation. It's a Monroe St. Brown. Maybe some dart throws on, on Jamison Williams in, in really large tournaments.
1: Going to the Carolina side, I mean, they couldn't get anything going uh, last week on the ground uh, against Pittsburgh. Foreman ended up, I think, playing like 30% of the snaps to Hubbard's like 60% of the snaps last week. Um, I mean, really, Foreman just, he couldn't get anything going. And then it's not like Hubbard could get anything going either. He was just more efficient in the passing game. Um, so, I mean, for me, DJ Moore kind of trolled us all again last week. You know, we all went overweight on him uh the week before going up against Seattle and he had zero catches and Came back last week and had you know five catches with a touchdown. He's the guy. I think if you're playing St. Brown, you probably run it back with like a DJ Moore. Um, I don't think you play Sam Darnold even against one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. Um, here we go again. But I, I think DJ Moore playable. I don't trust the running back situation. I think we have some really good running back plays on the slate. I still prefer Foreman. I think he'll get first carry. And if he's running well, he'll continue to get the ball. But, I mean, this is a really split back, you know, split backfield. And they showed us last week that if Foreman can't get going, they have no problem going to Hubbard.
2: Yeah, I was on Foreman last week too, and it, it just didn't work out. Um, the Detroit run defense has actually been sneaky good over the past several, I don't know, months or so. Um, so I'm I'm probably not touching the running back situation this week. Um, and D.J. Moore would be the guy I'm looking to in the passing game. He doesn't need to do a ton to pay off 5,500. Like, he's going to get the targets. Um, I don't know. You, you hope for, for 100 yards and a touchdown, and that's that's a smash of 5,500. So I think that's absolutely in play here against Detroit. Um, I'll have some D.J. Moore. I'm not very interested in in anything else on this team.
1: We move on. This is that was a quick one. Um, it was meant to be a quick one, that's for sure. Atlanta at Baltimore, 35 and a half total in this game. Baltimore, a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, weather in this game says temps in the 20s, slight wind. Um, I mean, not hugely impactful outside of just being cold. I think, again, this time of the year in the NFL, you're probably used to being cold. Uh, Lamar Jackson did not practice again Wednesday dealing with this knee injury. And then Huntley um, was very limited with the shoulder injury on Wednesday. So we'll see and pay attention to that. But we're going to start with the Atlanta side of this game. I mean, Desmond Ritter last got his first start through for 97 yards. We we talked about how we didn't really trust him. Um, He did run the ball for six, six times for 38 yards. I just don't, I don't see anything here. And I don't know, like, I think the Baltimore defense is somewhat interesting. The one thing that I think we can kind of note is the, the targets. Drake London had a, what was it? A 42% target share last week. So if Ritter is throwing the ball, Drake London seems to be the guy that's going to get the targets at 4,800. He scores a touchdown last week. We're looking at almost 20 fantasy points. So Maybe Drake London, even in a crappy situation, is, is playable if he's going to have this kind of volume.
2: Yeah, I think London is is the only thing that's even slightly interesting to me on this Atlanta team. Not playing Ritter at 5K. Um, the running back situation. Like, Algier had a great game last week. Um, he mattered. I mean, 39-yard touchdown. Like, he, he was He saved one of my relevant. best ball teams. Nice. Yeah. I mean, like, 5,200. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, it's just funny. To me, it was funny. I, like, my best ball teams were not great this year. I have like three of them that have advanced, but one of them had like Damian Pierce and someone else, another the running back that got hurt that was crushing at the beginning of the year. And like, I legitly got saved this week by Algiers' touchdown. So I just think it was funny. That's all. It made me laugh. Nice.
2: That's all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, I don't expect them to do that again i think he's in play at 5200 um not somebody i'm going to be significantly overweight on or anything um patterson still has a very significant role but both of them are cheap just too much of a split for me to really want to target it a bunch um yeah i'm not touching anything else here so drake london maybe some algier or or CPAD if you want to go that route but probably won't do much of it so
1: baltimore side um I mean, obviously the quarterback matters. I don't think I could play the passing game. J.K. Dobbins was one of my favorite plays last week going up against Cleveland. Smash didn't score, but smashed just couldn't stop him. Um, I love him again this week. I think this is an amazing spot for him. Atlanta is one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. They're one of the worst defenses in general in the NFL, so... I think J.K. Dobbins gets it done again this week. He's under six K. We have a lot of great running back plays, but I mean, I just I don't trust anything here unless Lamar Jackson suits up. I don't really want to play Andrews at fifty five hundred. Um, if if the Lamar plays, Andrews too cheap. Um, but if Lamar is out, I just don't see myself playing anybody from the passing game.
2: Yeah, I, I love the Dobbins call. Um, he's been loose in the secondary or the second level of the defense multiple times over the last two weeks. Um, unfortunately, he just doesn't quite have that top gear from, from that knee injury. Um, otherwise he would have absolutely smashed the last two weeks and he was still really good, but he would have had two long touchdowns in, in each of the last two weeks. Um, that said, you you talked about the Atlanta defense. This is a great matchup for him. Um, despite not having that, that top end speed, at this point, in, in his recovery process, still very interesting at fifty eight hundred, in uh, a great matchup. So totally on board with Dobbins. I think you could take shots on on Gus Edwards too at, at forty eight hundred. Baltimore, like this, is assuming that Lamar's not playing. Baltimore's going to run the ball a ton here, um, so they're they're both in play. Prefer Dobbins, like spend the spend the extra thousand and get there. He's he's the guy that's been running ahead, but Edwards is certainly in play also. I'm not touching the passing game.
1: So I just want to quickly point out one thing about like Gus Edwards. He's obviously behind Dobbins as far as carries. And when they got behind last week, Justice Hill was on the field for 40% compared to Edwards. He only played 18%. So just playing devil's advocate on Gus Edwards in this spot. I mean, I don't think Atlanta gets up in this game. Yeah, that was going to be my point. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so I, I hear your point. I'm just saying like he's second fiddle in the running game, and he's second fiddle in the pass catching game as far as running back. So yep, fair. There is you, you really just need him to have a solid game. You need Dobbins to run really well, and then Edwards to run really well, and Baltimore just to run the ball over Atlanta, and they can, and they I mean they run the ball forty five percent of the time, seventh most in the NFL. So they want to run the football. Um Lamar or Huntley, they want to run the football. So yeah, so I, 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 think,
2: I think the the counterpoint, just to to add to my the, the Gus Edwards play, like you're thinking that, that Baltimore's up two scores in the second half, and they're giving Dobbins basically the rest of the game off because it's well in yeah. hand, and, and that's where Gus Edwards picks up the extra work down, down the stretch, closing out the game. And for 4,800, I'll take some shots on that.
1: Completely fair. Completely fair. All right, we finish it out with the two four o'clock games and two good weather games, one in the dome and one in San Francisco. So Washington at San Francisco, this game has a 37 and a half total San Francisco, a seven point favorites. Um, I mean, McCaffrey McCaffrey is questionable, but we fully expect him to play. I think they're just being very careful with him early in the week. Um, Antonio Gibson hurt his foot last week. Um, did not play a ton last week either. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll see who's going to play quarterback for San Francisco, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, I mean, maybe Christian McCaffrey plays quarterback, but uh, <laughs> talk to me here. Is there anything that you like for Washington?
2: This is a tough spot for Washington. Um, the San Francisco defense has just been so tough. I think they very clearly want to run the ball if they're able to. I'm just not sure that they're going to be able to. Um, like if, if Gibson were to miss, maybe you can take some shots on Robinson. But this, it's just a tough matchup for him. McLaurin is clearly Heineke's guy. I He's the one I would probably be targeting here. Um, I don't mind Curtis Samuel for cheap either. But really, I'm just looking for a run back for, for McCaffrey really. And I, I don't really love any of the options. It's McLaurin would be my favorite. I like you could take shots on Samuel and Dotson as well. Um, but I probably find a way to, to get get up to Mac, uh, McLaurin,
1: dude. I, I think Dotson is super interesting. Um, the price that he's at is too cheap. We know yeah. how extremely talented he is, and like Heineke's looking at this guy in the red zone now. Like, he's starting to get involved in the red zone. I mean, he had had six targets last week, and two of them were red zone targets. Two red zone targets at 3,900 in a game that you think they're going to be trailing? It's really hard not to have interest in Dotson in this one at 3,900. So, I know he's coming off of two really good games. They're both against the Giants. Temper your expectations. The Giants' defense is bad. San Francisco is one of the best defenses in the NFL. He's 3,900 in a trailing game script. I think he's playable. Um, McLaurin, 6,200. You need a touchdown. He's going to get the targets like you mentioned. I don't think you can really play anything else. I don't think you can trust anything else in this game. This defense is too good. Um, San Francisco side, I mean, I love Christian McCaffrey in this game. Debo is not expected to play. We saw him run the ball 26 times, eight targets last week. He was the guy. He's going to be the guy. With Debo out, Um 8,800 is a a price tag that's steep, especially when we want to play Derrick Henry this week as well. Goes back to the conversation of, you know, Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins and them being kind of cheap quarterback plays. But I mean, I have no problem saying, hey, I'm just going to eat it and play, you know, McCaffrey and Henry this week and just hope that you get those 40 to 50 points at running back and and hope the rest of your lineup kind of hits because I think both of these guys smashed this week.
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, and it feels weird like we, we haven't jammed in expensive running backs all year long, really um, 2019. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been a, a long time on that, um, but it makes sense this week, right? You, like you look at the weather around the league and just, I think a lot of the passing games are capped because of the, those weather situations. So Great spot for McCaffrey. Um, he's like the workload looks amazing. Certainly game script proof. Not that I think that's an issue here against Washington. I expect San Francisco to control the game. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you. McCaffrey is one a or one b with Henry um, as far as the best play on the slate. Kittle had his breakout game. I I am fine going to that a little bit as well, um, assuming that Purdy is able to to suit up and play. Um I don't know if I take any shots if it's somebody else at quarterback, but Purdy's shown me enough. I, I'm comfortable with Kittle. The prices has come up. Um but I I think there's still upside there at that price. Um as long as Debo Samuel remains out. But that, that's he's probably the only interest I have in the passing game. IUK is fine, but I think I'd just go kittle. But you McCaffrey's know who the backup, really the
1: play here. Right. Purdy is
2: uh josh johnson i think josh johnson baby (laughs) dude's been everywhere (laughs) yeah
1: i mean he really has never gotten like a fair shake um
2: are you saying this is a gene situation
1: (laughs) no dude i i I was all like i I think gino's really good Uh, like not really good but i always thought
2: like gino um yeah, like Gino had, has the pedigree. The, I mean, he was a first-round yeah. pick, had, had was highly productive in college. So I was, I was joking. Definitely a different situation. Like, Josh Johnson's definitely a career backup, but a guy who just seems to find a way to hang around forever and ever, right? Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. Good for him. She was drafted <laughs> in 2008. <laughs> That's wild. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> um, hey, listen, I, I'm not playing him, Christian McCaffrey, I think Purdy plays. I do, yeah. um, and he showed like he's going to look for Kittle in the red zone. So I, I like the Kittle call. I don't think Kittle is someone that like. I mean, Kittle might be a guy you play more on Fanduel than on DraftKings, just because I think his upside is touchdowns. I don't think he's going to have like an eight or nine catch game. Um, I think the days of Kittle are doing that, especially with Purdy at quarterback, are over. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's he's super playable here. We finish it out. Philadelphia at Dallas. 47 and a half total. Dallas a three and a half point favorite. Who knows? Um, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be Minshew. I think everyone in the betting and DFS world wants Jalen Hurts to play in this game. This game has uber shootout possibilities if, if it's Hurts and not Minshew. Two of the top defenses in the NFL. Third and seventh in overall DVOA, both of these teams are just fantastic defensively. Two of the best teams in the NFL. We'll start with the Philadelphia side. Give me your thoughts. Hurts plays. Give me your thoughts. Hurts doesn't play.
2: Yeah, it doesn't sound like Hurts is is playing to me. But if he does, man, this this is the best spot of the week. That the Dallas defense has kind of fallen off a little bit here recently. They've dealt with some injuries in the secondary. The pass rush is still really, really strong, but Philly has the best offensive line in football for my money. Um, you could maybe put Detroit up there with them, but Philly has a really solid offensive line. I think they can keep whoever's playing quarterback upright, and Philly can have success moving against this this solid Dallas defense. It's indoors, so it, it's the best environment of the week. Like it's this in Minnesota It's basically the only place that you aren't concerned about temperature or wind or precipitation at all so you're playing this game for sure um hurts in makes me want to have a ton of this passing attack um i love both receivers aj brown devonta smith two of my favorites on the week dallas goddard should be returning this week 4500 i'm fine taking some shots there um saw him with a with a big role before he went down with the injury um I think that's that's probably the main um differentiation point as far as who's that quarterback is how much of this passing game that I play. If Hertz is in there, it's gonna be that my highest zone spot spot of the week. If Minshew is in there, maybe I back off a little bit, but I'm still playing like I'll play Minshew. Um 4800 I, I know he cheap. like he's too cheap. That that's it. Like he has awesome weapons AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, even Quez Watkins and then he's getting Goddard returning as well. I, I'm playing this Philly passing attack regardless of, of who the quarterback is. If I can save some money, go down go down to Minshew, Um, just allows me to pay up somewhere else. But yeah, A.J. Brown is one of my favorite plays on the week. Devonta Smith is, is impacted slightly by Goddard coming back, but I'm still interested there. Um, and then I'll play a little Goddard himself.
1: I think it's huge that the Jags beat the Cowboys last week because now for the Eagles to win the NF NFC East, they only need to win one of the remaining three games and they get the giants um week 17, 18, week 18. Is it 18 now? I don't know. I'm losing my mind. Um Week 18. I, I like your, your mind from like years is wanting to say last <laughs> right. week is week 17. So, but week 18. So they get the giants. They get the saints next week. I do I highly doubt it hurts plays in this game is kind of what I was getting at. Um, I mean, home field, the Vikings are two games back. And I think if I remember reading correctly, the Eagles have the tiebreaker over, um, Minnesota. So why, why like one, why potentially hurt him more Two, this game matters a lot more for Dallas than it matters for you. Why, you know, there's just so many whys. like, you're not knocking the Cowboys out of the playoffs. They're already clinched. Like they're in the wild card already. You know they're ten and four. Um, so I just I don't think Hurts plays. I think it's going to be Minshew. Forty eight hundred with this offensive line with this talent. The talent around him is just insanely good. Yeah. I think we we are looking at playing some Minshew. Um, I would say you could take some shots on Miles Sanders this week, but Dallas run defense is so good that I think it's going to be the passing game for me. Um, so I think it's gonna be Minshew Brown. I might actually fire up some Quez Walkins um in this week, just because like we tend to see like backup quarterbacks kind of lock in more on like guys they've worked with, and like Quez is like wide receiver three ish. So I think they could have worked together this season for sure. So Goddard's a great call. I mean, even if with Minshew playing in this game, this game still has a forty seven and a half total. Um, these teams are fantastic. So Going to the Dallas side, I mean, I think you have to have some interest in Dak this week. Um, Philly run defense is, is, is not as good as their pass defense. Um, so, I mean, this is a game that we could potentially see like Pollard and Elliott kind of run all over this team. Um, they've done that to everybody it seems like now. Like they just keep shredding defenses. I have no idea what to think and who to play. Um I mean, I, I still – I think I just continue to stay by Pollard for ceiling, Elliott for touchdown floor. Um, but, I mean, maybe just take some shots on C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, um, Schultz, and call it a day. But, I mean, this is a game, with the weather the way that it is, that you want to have exposure to.
2: Yeah, I haven't played much of the Dallas passing game all season long, to be honest. Um, Dak just – Hasn't looked the same to me, um, but we're dealing with a unique situation here. We've touched on it several times, being indoors this week with what everyone else is dealing with. So I will have some exposure to Dak in the passing game. Um, Lamb is certainly my favorite. Uh, he has the best role, the, the biggest target share. Uh, but Gallup and you Noel know, Brown, if he goes, are are also interesting. Um, just It's an, uh, similar to the Minnesota situation, that it's the best – Best game environment, um, j- the, and it's not just the best. It's it's leaps and bounds ahead of everything else outside of Minnesota. So definitely want some exposure here. Schultz play as well, 4,200 at, at tight end. Um, been a little bit of an inconsistent year for him, but I'll, I'll take some shots there. And then the running backs, I have interest here too. Like I think Dallas would prefer to run, run the ball. Um, and if we get Minchu at, at quarterback, I think Dallas has a, a good chance to win this game. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in both. It's it's the split backfield. I agree with you that, that Pollard has the most upside, but Zeke is not going anywhere. He's still going to have a very solid role. Um, so I, if I don't have the thousand, I, I'm fine going down to Zeke as well. Um, but similar to the Minnesota side here, I think you want at least a piece from each side here in probably every lineup you build this week.
1: Man, I just saw a tweet that Patrick Mahomes bought all of his teammates. Um, I don't know if it's all of his teammates or all of his offensive linemen. Like new tailor-made golf clubs for Christmas. Like they're going to be protecting nice. him this weekend. <laughs> Bump up Mahomes' exposure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Fun week. Um, I mean, watch the weather. Like uh, usually, like I said, I don't usually, typically like wet. Like, if it's cold and it's not going to be windy, it's not really going to affect my decision-making. But if it's going to be windy, cold, rainy, snowy, I I'm out. Um, I just don't want a ton of exposure to that type of game. So, Kevin Roth, you're earning your paycheck this week, my friend. Um, <laughs> if you want to play along, head on over to the YouTube chat if you're watching live and uh, play along with us. Morning grind game. Quarterback 300-plus passing yards this week. Who do you got? <laughs> That's tough.
2: it it is tough i i mean it kind of has to be in one of the indoor games i think right um i'm gonna go cousins against the giants indoors
1: you did ring your cousin and take the um freebie so i like (laughs) it uh i am actually gonna go outdoors and i'm gonna go gino i think they're gonna have to throw a lot to keep up with kansas city in this game i think it's a sneaky good spot Daniel Jones is going to be the chalky quarterback this week. So I like Gino as a potential tournament pivot and just playing <laughs> Saquon or, or Slayton and getting my exposure that way to Daniel Jones low owned running back for a touchdown. We don't have ownership yet. Um, I will easily X you out. If I think it's going to be chalky and you do the same to me, who do you got for a owned running back this week?
2: Sounds good. Um, I don't think he gets too much ownership. I love the price, but a guy I love. Um, Devin Singletary going to Chicago, just the threat of Josh Allen taking away the touchdowns is something that's always scary, but I think this is a spot that, that both of them can find our way into the end zone. I like that call. I mean, it, do you think Dobbins,
1: he's probably going to be popular No.
2: I mean, I think. Henry and McCaffrey are popular for sure. Hartley, um, too,
1: indoors against Minnesota. Yeah. That, no, no, I, I don't think three Dobbins isn't
2: going to be. And then really the Cleveland take... situation, too. I think Chubb picks up a little ownership potentially. Um, we'll see. But yeah, no, I don't think Dobbins is chalky.
1: Dobbins is in that McKinnon range. And I think McKinnon with the two back to back monster games is going to get a lot, yep. you know, good amount of ownership. Totally agree. Uh, so yeah, give me Dobbins this week. Love it. Uh, quarterback, wide receiver stack for a touchdown.
2: So don't know who the quarterback's going to be yet, but even if it's Minshew, I'm fine with that. So give me, give me Minshew to to AJ Brown. And if it's hurts even better.
1: I like it. I feel like that is like a staple. It's a staple.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I wrote down burrow to chase, but I feel like, I'm gonna change that. Um, I'm gonna go a little off the board here, and I'm not playing the quarterback, but I'm gonna play some of the wide receiver. But give me Heineke to Dotson um, for a touchdown this week. I don't like Heineke in DFS, but I do like Dotson. So nice wide receiver for Great eight back. plus targets. Who do
2: you got? This guy's been a another staple of this game all season long. It's Amon Ross St. Brown. Like just such an awesome role for this guy. Um, eight eight targets is a lock.
1: Yep. Um, I try to go off the board usually in this part of the game, but I'm not going to today. I just went Dotson from Heineke, so I feel like That's I've Check yeah. my off the board this week. <laughs> Give me DK Metcalf for eight-plus targets this week. Um, Love it. I mean, he's had eight-plus targets, I think, in five straight games, four straight games, five straight games. Now, no locket, Um, against Kansas City. Give me DK Metcalf this week. Give me a tight end that's going to score a touchdown, not named Kelsey or Hawkinson.
2: All right. Um, I've used this guy a couple of times. He finally went nuts on a on an island game when we weren't talking <laughs> about him on the podcast. Um, I'm going back to George Kittle here. He he got his two touchdown week. I think he, he keeps that rolling with another one here.
1: All right. I think this guy is going to break a lot of Stefan Diggs' heart uh, lineups this week. Give me Dawson Knox to score um, a touchdown.
2: Love that. Yeah.
1: All right, defense for 10 or more points. We have a lot of potential weather games and stuff like that. Any defenses standing out to you this week?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, a bunch of ways you can go here. Um. I like Tennessee against Houston. They lost Damian Pierce. I'm not sure they're going to be able to run the ball. I know Henry's going to be able to run the ball on the other side. That, I feel like, puts Houston in a negative game script. Um, cold weather in Tennessee. Interesting quarterback situation there. I like Tennessee's defense a lot this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, this game is not a a, a really bad weather game. It's going to be cold, but, I mean, from what I saw last week, Ritter is going to be on his toes a ton in this game. Baltimore gets after the quarterback. They have some ball hawks. They can score touchdowns. Getting the Baltimore Ravens, they're probably my favorite defense of the week right now you know just going into the weekend like the price point is kind of fair um as much as i'm with you on the tennessee defense if i'm if i'm paying up a little bit more i think the tennessee defense is where i end up cheap defense definitely don't mind the saints in that weird weather game um contrarian defense new england i know it's a tough matchup against cincinnati but this team this team scores man they score they get after the ball They got talented punt returners. So I think the Patriots as like a contrarian, cheaper defense. So way too many defense talk. But we don't like bring up all the defenses as we're going. Um, So uh, I just want to bring that up real quick. All right. Uh, Any money line against the spread picks or bets that you're liking this week?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I just talked about this game a little bit. Tennessee is only minus three. I, that feels a little bit short. I know they might be dealing with Malik Willis at quarterback, but Derrick Henry should be able to do whatever he wants here against Houston. Um, give me Tennessee minus three.
1: I like that one. Um, I'm with you. I think that it that line seems weird.
2: Um, I mean, that almost sh- uh, assuredly says that Tannehill's sitting, I think. Like, if Tannehill were in, it'd be six and a half at least, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I like that line. Although, I guess the Houston has played with Kansas City and who they played with the week before that. They took Kansas City to overtime, and they almost beat uh, – I forget who it was two weeks ago. But Houston's been playing really well, so maybe maybe that's influencing it a little, little bit too.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I was struggling with this one. Um, my My initial thought was the under in the Cleveland game. Which sounds kind of crazy because it's like 32 and a half. But I mean, so I'm just, I'm going to stick with my initial thought and say under 32 and a half in Cleveland, um, which I know is really low for an NFL football game. But if, if the weather doesn't change and we really are going to get 20 to 30 mile an hour winds with snow and, and rain and sleet and 40 mile an hour gusts, like as bad as Watson has looked, I mean, I could easily see this game being, I don't even, maybe 9-6. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's even she if they make that, the field goals, right? They, yeah, might, be, point they might be like 3-for-6 yeah. on field goals. 12-6, <laughs> yeah, 12-6, no, no extra points make. Like, yeah, I mean, that's how 8-6, like a two-point conversion and a touchdown with no, like, conversion. Like if, like, if the weather is going to be this bad, I, I like the under. Um and I, I mean, that's a low
2: total, low, low total. Yeah. I believe I heard it's the lowest total since like Vegas has been doing totals 32 and a half, I think might be the lowest total. I, I heard some stat like that in what, and however long that, that totals have been out. It's the lowest one that's been posted, which is insane. Um, yeah. I mean, but I don't disagree with you because neither of these offenses is efficient to begin with. Um, Like quarterback play on either side hasn't been great and then we're dealing with a mess of a weather situation
1: all right um any sorry any over under no yeah over under that okay that's what i had written down for over under um that's why it was throwing me off anyway so my favorite over under is cleveland under 32 and a half um I mean, I wrote down Seattle plus 10. It seems crazy. <laughs> we'll we'll let it ride. Seattle plus 10.
2: Over yeah, under. Jim mean, Smith has played really well this year. So I, I mean, I don't think that's crazy. Um over under, I like it's the, the indoor game. Philly Dallas, even Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Um over 47 is what I what I have this at um the dallas defense dealing with some injuries philly's offensive line i think is able to project protect minchu well enough to where they can still move the football here even with a backup quarterback and we talked about the elite weapons that minchu has um dallas a really solid option on the other side can certainly push them in this game um so i, I like this one to go over over 47
1: all right player prop what do you got this week for a player prop that you
2: like um, let me see. I don't know anything that was jumping out at me. Um, you mentioned Henry's overrushing, what, whatever that comes out at, unless it comes out at something crazy, like it would have to come out at like
1: one 30 or something for me not to want the over.
2: <laughs> yes. And I, that I, still I, might not be enough. I, I totally agree with you there. Um, we'll definitely be ready to jump on that one. Um, I'm trying to pull something up here that, um, let me see if I can come up with something here. Um, if you got one, go ahead and I'll keep on looking for mine.
1: I mean, I was going to mention Henry too. I'm just going to smash that when it comes out. I also want to see what Justin Fields rushing prop comes out at. Um, it, it, I think that's you know somewhat interesting this week. So I want to want to see what that comes out at. Um, my the one that I wrote down though is Christian McCaffrey over seventy seven and a half rushing yards. Um, I mean, they showed us last week that they're just going to hand him the rock, especially with Debo out. So I'm going to go over Christian McCaffrey over seventy seven and a half. And we currently have him projected at ninety four on Rotor Grinders. So that's what seventeen. That's what eighteen percent. So um, I like the Christian McCaffrey over seventy seven and a half a lot. Yeah, I, I love that call.
2: Um, I'm going to go with Darius Slayton. This Minnesota pass has been atrocious all season long. Um, He's sitting at 48 and a half right now on DraftKings. So give me Darius Slayton over 48 and a half receiving yards.
1: That's so funny. So that was my sleeper pick.
2: (laughs) Nice. Yeah,
1: like sleeper. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) So there you go. Um, I actually had another one for sleeper. So I'll, I'll just, we'll just use that. We'll use Slayton and McCaffrey over 77 and a half rushing yards and Slayton over 48 and a half receiving yards. We'll make that our sleeper morning grind game pick of the week. Um, All in three X hit the review button and enter contest now. So if you're using the promo code grinders, you're straight into the grinders squad chat. You'll see that posted right now. Um, That's it, man. I do like that Slayton call. I think we have him projected at like fifty-eight. I think is what I saw. So like that call a lot. Any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: This is going to be an interesting one. Um, like you said at the at the beginning, like a lot of times the weather stuff is overblown. I'm I'm not sure that that's the case this week, especially in places like Cleveland. Um, It'll be really interesting. We might see some some very low scoring football this week, but we, we have the two dome games to bail us out. I'm very interested in the game in Minnesota and the game in Dallas. So still plenty of fun to be had, plenty of money to be won out there. Should should be a good one.
1: Someone wins a million bucks this week playing two tight ends. That's my hot take. Ooh, okay. There you go. Okay. That's gonna wrap it up for week 16 and the Thursday podcast. We got NBA coming back on Friday. 14 games Keith is just <laughs> over there going yeah I'm glad I'm not on that one um so I hope everyone has a fantastic Thursday enjoy the Thursday night football game which looks like the weather's not going to be great and yeah enjoy that one so probably going to take that one off personally hope everyone has a great Thursday we'll be back tomorrow for some hoops have a great week week 16 we'll see you next week